Welcome to the Mediocre Outdoor Podcast, where I talk about the old ways in a new way. Technology is great, but knowing how it used to be done can only progress us further. So join me and my guests as we talk about everything from canning to skiing and everything in between. Alright, so today I've been thinking about a few things, as usual, and, uh, you know, I've kind of made a New Year's resolution to myself that uh, I'm not going to be an apologist, and I feel like I've done a really piss-poor job of that so far this year, especially on this podcast. seems like I'm always apologizing for things, so not going to do that anymore, or try not to, and moving on from there, so... You know, um, I was thinking about things, which I normally do, and, you know, this is kind of the time of the year where I like to, uh, to start gathering gear and, uh, setting up plans for the coming up year. And so, some things like, um, getting, you know, tag applications in, um, special hunts, stuff like that, but also gear, um, you know, if you got worn out gear, um, and you need to replace it, or you want to get some new gear, you know, it's tax season, so everybody has a little extra jingle in their pocket, um, people are, people know this, and so they start wanting to put things on, you know, uh, different, uh, selling platforms online, because I know people got a little extra money and they want to spend it. So <clears throat> this is the time of the year where I start looking for deals. Um, and, you know, I guess growing up with, uh, by my grandparents, and how my grandparents raised me, uh, for the most part, I, I learned some, some things from them. And my grandmother, uh, which was one of the most awesome people I've ever known, uh, and my grandfather for that matter, but my grandmother was the, uh, she was the shrewd negotiator, <clears throat> excuse me, there you go, apologizing again for, for coughing, um, <laughs> I know, I'm getting in my own head with this thing, but anyways, uh, she was the, she was the shrewd negotiator, and my grandfather was Mr. Frugal, and so growing up around those two, um, I learned very quickly how to save a buck. And I feel like that that art has been lost um, in our culture in the last, you know, several... Well, I don't even know how long. I want to say several decades, but it could be longer than that. But with, you know, what I call the um, the technology and buying arms race that we have in this country, that you always have to have the latest and greatest of everything... And, you know, everybody's got a, got a new, brand new shirt on and a brand new white pair of Nikes on. And they're pulling a 34-foot fifth wheel and a giant diesel truck. And I'm always standing there like, how, how in the hell are people affording this stuff? Because I know I make a decent wage and I have a decent job. And there's no way in hell that I can afford that. So, you know, credit, um, people just living beyond their means, all these things I look at constantly. And I always think back to my grandparents. And so I guess what I'm getting at in a long, long way around is that you don't, 
you don't have to have the latest and greatest, most expensive stuff to do what you want to do. You can do it with a budget. You can do it within your means. And you just have to be shrewd, negotiate, and be frugal. So, um, like, for instance, uh, if you're looking for, you know, outdoor clothing, you can go to thrift stores. You can go to, you know... um, Facebook Marketplace, you can go to these other um, different online selling platforms, buy-sell platforms, Um, you can go to garage sales, I mean, there's all kinds of things, places you can go and get clothing or stuff that you need for a cheaper price, Uh, army surplus stores, but the thing that I want to talk about, and garage sales are, are a really good one, because A garage sale is where the negotiator shines. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, I'm sure most people know what negotiating is, but there's a thing that takes place, especially in garage sales around America, that if you have something that you think is worth, you know, $2.50, and you're trying to sell it at your garage sale... You know as a seller that that product is worth $2.50 in your mind. And probably that's probably a fair market value. That's probably what most people would expect to sell that for. Now, you know this and you know that the person that is going to come in there and buy that from you is going to try to lowball you to save a buck because he's as shrewd and frugal as you are. And so he or she. Anyways, so that the the buyer is going to try to knock that price down as much as he can or she can to get that for the cheapest price. Now, there's two trains of thought on that. One, you don't have much money to spend, and two, the cheaper you can get stuff, the more stuff you can, more chunk you can buy. Um, <laughs> but because half the time it really is junk, people. Let's be honest. But It might be, you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure, right? So, anyways, if you can get, if you can get that product cheaper than what you originally paid for it, or what what the the seller wants to sell it for, now you have more capital to buy other things, right? Well, if you are any kind of garage seller slash negotiator, you know that that person is going to come in and try to low cut you to get the best deal they can. So what do you do? Well, a a smart seller is going to up his price. So let's say that product is worth $2.50 on the open market every day. Everybody agrees on that. The garage seller, the guy selling the stuff is going to sell it for $5. And now the negotiator is going to come in and he, if he's a good negotiator, He's going to get it for less than two fifty because he knows that that's what the market price is. But if you look at it from the seller's perspective, he's starting up twice what he wants it wants for it. So he's going to come in and he's going to slowly get debunked, right? Or not debunked. He's going to slowly get uh, chipped down. So as the way this works, if if you don't know, is 
the tag price is $5, but the seller really wants $2.50 for it. And the <clears throat> the buyer is going to try to get it for less than $2.50. So if, let's say, uh, the seller would come up to the buyer and would say, hey, I will, I will buy that from you right now for $2. And the seller's like, well, you know, that's, that's too low. Well, really, he might be happy with that, maybe not. But then he's going to come back with a counter offer and vice versa. And I know this is simple for a lot of people, but a lot of people's probably isn't. Anyways, there I go apologizing again. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the point is, is you work back and forth, and what usually happens is you come out at 250 And so the seller is happy because he got what he truly thought the product was worth, and the buyer is happy because now he got something that he thought he got a deal on because he got it for half price. Um, and this is how negotiations and sales work. And I say that to say this is that if you negotiate and you price shop, you can save a lot of money. And my, you know, my grandparents, God bless their soul. Um, they are, uh, they were coupon clippers and I know there's not a big coupon frenzy anymore, but there is online coupons and promo codes and stuff like this. But they, they would literally spend 15 minutes of their day researching or clipping coupons or driving around trying to save pennies or dollars on a product. And it, it, it doesn't seem like much and it seems like a waste of time for a lot of people nowadays, but the end result was really amazing how much money they could save by spending a little extra time. Now, that has been passed down to me, and I do this quite often. Actually, I do it every day, um, especially when I go to purchase something of any kind of um, price. So the great thing about the internet is, is you can shop all day and compare prices, and I'm not so much of a coupon guy. Um, I will use a promo code if I if I have the the ability to. But for me, the biggest thing that I do is I I, I price shop. And so let's say let's say like I go to um, I need to buy some lumber. Lumber prices the way they are right now are ridiculous. Everything's two three times more than what it should be. Um, under the umbrella of COVID, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so anywho, when I do this, I'm, I'm going to start, I got a product in mind. I'm going to find the baseline price. And then from there, I'm going to start shopping around to different locations that I think might be cheaper or might not be cheaper. Um, you know, and, and honestly people, I mean, I'm, I hate to give them any kind of props, but, um, I don't have as much problem with with them as some people do, but Amazon is probably where I start with my baseline. Uh, usually Amazon and Walmart. Now, when it comes to things like rifle scopes or something like that, I'm probably not going to use Walmart, um, but I will start usually with somewhere like Amazon or um, eBay even sometimes. Uh, 
and start looking for what the market value is. And because that's got a pretty good pulse on that. Amazon's not going to oversell stuff because they're not going to because people can get it cheaper. Um, or other people on Amazon are going to have the same product that are going to undercut them. So you can't, you can't mark stuff up too much anyways. So I will start somewhere in there and then I'll start branching out to, you know, different companies, smaller companies, seeing who's going to give me the best deal, who's going to give me free shipping, um, all these things. And I guess why I bring this up is because if you got a budget for a year, and most of us do, and you know, most of us have significant others that may not exactly be on the same page as as you are as far as your outdoor activities. So you gotta balance money that you have and the experiences that you want. And the only way I know to do that on a budget is to be frugal and use um, negotiations. So, uh, and price, price, uh, price comparing. So if you use these things, they will work. The biggest problem I see with negotiating a price, uh, especially when it's an actual company, I mean, a garage sale, most people can do it. Some people just don't have the stones to, or the confidence to stand up and actually, you know, go toe-to-toe with somebody on negotiating uh, a deal. Now, me personally, I love it. Um, Whenever I go to a car dealership and I'm looking at a vehicle, like, the negotiation part is my favorite part. Like, that's what I wait for. I wait for the back and forth because that's what's exciting to me. Anyways, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people just pay sticker price because they just don't, they feel like it's an argument or they feel like they're going to be uncomfortable. And so they don't want to deal with that. And I'm telling you, that's what you got to get over. That's where you save the money. Um, why would you pay double what market value is for something? Because it makes you uncomfortable to say, Hey, you're overcharging that. I will give you this for it. What's the worst they're going to say? No, I want double what it's worth. And you're like, well, screw you. I'll go get somewhere else and get it. Um, but negotiation doesn't have to just be secondhand type products. You can negotiate prices with anywhere. Say you want to buy some lumber at Home Depot. They might be the cheapest around. They might not. They might be the only place you have, right? But you can compare, you can price compare. And I guarantee you, you talk to a manager or, or somebody, uh, somebody higher up in the company and you can usually get a price break or if you can find it cheaper somewhere else, then they will price match it. Now that takes five, 10 minutes of your time to look around. Maybe you have to go to the other place and get a receipt. Most of the time it's just online. So I'm out just grabbing a, a, a screenshot of another website or something like that that shows the company and the price of the product. You take it in there, you're like, look, here we go. Um, When it comes to auto parts, for instance, um, there's several online auto parts stores that don't pay the middleman, which I'm sure most people know this, but I can buy parts for a fraction of what the box stores want. 
I mean fraction. So, for instance, I just had to buy a starter for the uh, the boys' truck. If I was to buy, go down to the local parts store, which is literally two miles from my house, and I was to order that part, that part would have been $120, okay? And I would have still had to wait two days to get it because they didn't have it in stock. Or I can go to online store and buy it online and get the same part with shipping for 40 bucks. And I had it in two days anyways. And, you know, I've asked, I asked, I go in, I said, hey, I look at, well, first, back up a little bit. First, I'll go online. I'll, I'll go to the local, or not the local, but the, the normal online stores that I buy my parts from. And I'll get a good baseline. Okay, well, this company's selling it for this, this company's selling it for that, and usually most of these online stores will have, you know, like a remanufactured cheap price and then all the way up to a, you know, a pro high-end version, and, and there'll be a range of products in between. And I can go into, then go into my parts store locally and say, hey, this is what I can get it for online, and most of the time, you know, depending on if it's reasonable for them, they'll either try to match that price or they'll just tell you, hey, we can't do that. We can't beat that price. Just go ahead and go online. And unfortunately, yes, it seems like you're taking the brick and mortar out and, and online is now the new thing. Yada, yada, yada. Keep it local. All that horse shit, right? Yes, I agree, but when you're talking about a commercial, national commercial chain, um, I, I don't really, I don't really have any, uh, I don't really have any, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, support for them, I guess, that's not the word I'm looking for, but that'll work, I don't have support for somebody that is a national chain, because you're basically the McDonald's of parts stores, I don't care about you, but... Now, if I have a mom and pop that own a little, you know, uh, part store in town somewhere, yes, I'm going to go support those guys, and I'd gladly give them a few more dollars just to keep them around. But as far as big corporation companies, yeah, kiss off. I don't care about them. Um, anywho, so now that I'm rambling again, but uh, anyways, my point is, is that don't be afraid to speak up and say, hey, I'm not paying that. That price is ridiculous. That's inflated. And I don't care where you're at. I don't care what it is. If you have that mindset, yes, some people are going to think you're just a raging asshole all the time. But you're not. You're, you're, you're looking out for yourself, for your budget. And why not ask the question? Why not hold um, uh sellers accountable for their prices because their prices are just whatever they decide. Somebody is deciding that price. Now, whether it's societies is, you know, deciding on that price and, and, you know, because that's what everybody's willing to pay for it. Or sometimes it's just jacked up like automobiles, for instance. Holy crap. Why does a truck cost $80,000? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. So, you know, and but people are willing to pay for it. Why? I'll just put it on credit and pay for it for 15 years of my life. And I ended up paying $120,000 for an $80,000 truck, which would only probably be a $30,000 truck to begin with. Anyways, 
But people do it because people don't think. They don't try to get the best deal. They just throw it on my credit card, throw it on my credit. I'll pay it off eventually or maybe I'll just go bankrupt and then I don't have to. Anyways, don't be that person. Save your pennies, people. Save your pennies, pay cash, for, stay within your means. That's the way to do it. Anyways, being frugal and shopping around, especially when it comes to things like, you know, hardware and lumber and car parts or anything that you're going to need material-wise. Because it is a competitive market, there's always somebody that's willing to negotiate or give you a good deal. You just have to put in the little bit of work and effort to find where those people are at. Because if people are just going to pay the sticker price, why should they lower it? Okay? Um, and going back to sticker price, Walmart is, is probably the biggest one of them all. Their prices are inflated, and then they say, oh, we're doing rollback prices, and they drop it 25 cents. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's such a good deal. It's like, wait a minute. Have you looked around? Because that was 50 cents more than everywhere else around here. But because it's Walmart, you think it's just automatically the lowest price. And it's not. So pay attention to those kind of things. Um, anywho, just wanted to talk about being frugal a little bit and, and being a negotiator. Because it's worth it. And I suggest that everybody that is young and hasn't tried it, start doing it. And older people, if you've lost it or you you have enough money in your pocket, you're not too worried about doing it, so you've stopped it, get back into it. Because not only is it kind of fun, but it's an art that we need to keep and pass down. Because otherwise, we're going to end up in a consuming nightmare where everybody has a hole in their pocket and everybody owes the man credit dollars. So stop it. Save your money. Pay cash for things. Be frugal. Negotiate. Hey guys, if you're like me, you despise waiting in line at the big box stores only to deal with a minimum wage pimple popper that doesn't know his bore from his buttstock. Or spend hours of your precious time online looking up something that may or may not exist or is unavailable. Well, I have your solution. It's Rooftop Arms. Rooftop Arms is a new online-style, custom-built firearms and retail shop. If you can build your own weapon, would you? I would, and I would call these guys because they know what they're doing. The cool thing about this company is you can get a hold of them online. They know exactly what you want. You can custom-build anything you want. There's no lines, no pimple poppers, and no COVID masks. When you have your firearm built by Rooftop Arms, it is a precision firearm with customized parts and accessories made for your gun for your style of shooting. Not to mention, it will come with an optic or sight, depending on your preference, already mounted, professionally bore-sighted, and ready when you pick it up. You know what that means? That means you're ready to punch 10 rings. That means you don't have to screw around with more time online looking for an optic, looking for a site, waiting for it to be delivered by Amazon. Nope, 
you're ready to go to the range. Also, it means not sitting there for the first 20 minutes, maybe the first day, wasting ammo trying to get your gun on target. It's ready to go. Did I mention it comes with its own carrying case and cleaning kit? These things are awesome. They're built ready to shoot. There's no questions asked. Also, these guys, they do other things like sell ammo or sell optics if you want a different optic. They do all kinds of cool stuff. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and check these guys out. You know what? Better off, get off your Twitter, Snap, Face, Insta thing and flick your thumb the other way. Go to Google, go to search, type in www.rooftoparms.com. All lowercase, all one word. Again, www.rooftoparms.com. And get off the Twitter face thing. You don't need it. It's evil. Well, thanks a lot for listening, bitches. So, I'm excited because now, not only can you find me on Instagram, you can also find me on Facebook. And what? Oh, I got my own website. Yeah, I got little technology fingers going and built myself a website. Thank you, Squarespace. Anywho, you can go check it out at MediocreOutdoors.org. I know, it's an org, but it's not a com, it's an org. So, all one word, all lowercase, M-E-D-I-O-C-R-E-O-U-T-O-O-R-S dot O-R-G. Check me out, guys. Leave me some messages, and you can donate now to the podcast. Hopefully, pretty soon, I'm going to have some merch out, and we are going to start selling it, and you guys are going to start buying it. So, hold on to that thought. Wait after Christmas. Save your cash, and we're going to buy some merch, and you guys are going to wear my swag. So, anyways, have a good one. Talk to you later, guys.